Hey Star Wars fans, welcome to another episode of the Jedi Council podcast. You guys are having a bit of a run of form from us. This is our second show that we are dropping this week. And the reason why we're dropping it is because, well, the last episode of The Mandalorian was was pretty epic. And there's a whole heap of stuff that we want to talk about. So who am I? I am your host, Alex, and it's good to have you with us uh, to talk about everything and anything Star Wars. If you are new to the show, welcome. We hope to keep you entertained for the next hour and a half-ish give or take maybe less today hour and a half yeah maybe um maybe less than that uh, <laughs> um but if this is a returning listen thank you very much for listening to us guys your your friendship your fellowship your loyalty it's good to have you with us again uh and who is that you could just hear guys yes with me of course today is mr contrary himself alistair clark say hello ali hey there justin <laughs> so for those of you that are new press pause Listen to the previous episode because normally uh, hosting the podcast is myself, Alex, or indeed Ali. Uh, neither of us can make it at the weekend, but Justin stood in for us and did an absolutely fantastic job. Um, and he did a cracking interpret, interpret, interpretation of Ali's accent, nailed it. And that was his kind of batting it back and failing miserably, mate. Sorry, that was terrible. No way. He sounded like Dick Van Dyke doing an impression of me. It was still better than your impression of him. Never, never, <laughs> never. So why why exactly are we back on the mic doing another show about episode 13? Well, I think Ali and I, you know, we had, we had, we've got, we've got quite a few bits and pieces to talk about in this particular episode. And uh, we're taking a bit of a different slant. So for those of you that normally listen, we kind of run through the episode kind of story uh, as it goes. Um, and Justin and Dave did a cracking job of that over the weekend and obviously what you guys have heard in the previous episode so what Ali, Ali and I are going to focus on today is basically hot takes and hot topics that have come out of this particular episode we're taking a different slant to it uh, so the three things that we're, we're going to try and cover today are our thoughts about Ahsoka the name of the child and then finally we're going to go bananas on some theories about what's going to happen next because there's a whole heap of stuff that could happen um, <clears throat> and I'm going to Ping this over to you, Mr. Contrary, because we're going to start with Ahsoka. Yeah. You've got some interesting thoughts and opinions on said character. Yes. Over to you. Okay, so I think you almost need to divide this into several sections. The first one is is Rosario Dawson, who I thought did a tremendous job of being Ahsoka. I thought mm-hmm. she did a really, really good job. Yep. The second part is to talk about what's happened to Ashley Eckstein. Obviously, she's put out the Instagram post about it. But having looked on Twitter for a lot of people, they didn't see their Ahsoka, and I get it. And the third thing I want to talk about is is the Ahsoka character, and obviously, which uh, the the guys didn't have a chance because Dave Filoni's interview in Vanity Fair hadn't come out at that point, as to the timeline position. But I want to talk a bit about the Ahsoka that we saw. Because to me... And I'm going to make the comparison straight away. When people didn't like The Last Jedi because that wasn't their Luke Skywalker, I can see why people don't like this version of Ahsoka because they've not seen it before. Okay. Okay. So let's let's go back to then your first bit there. You wanted to dice it as... Let's talk about Rosario Dawson then first. Yeah. Because to your point, yeah, I I must admit I, I liked her as the, character, as the character. I thought she did a fantastic job. Um, and her personification of Ahsoka for me, but it kind of links into the third point there. It it worked. Um, 
you know, she is an actress. She's 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 great. You know, I, I've seen her in the um, the Defender Netflix series where she she obviously starred in Daredevil, Iron Fist, Luke Cage, and Jessica Jones. I think she was in one episode then, and obviously in the Defenders. You know, so I've kind of seen her in that and seen her in, in a few things before that. And I've always thought she's pretty cool. I thought she nailed it. The thing that I like about her most and foremost is that she's interacted with some of our tweets. <laughs> um, she, she's been quite heavily uh, active on social media, uh, liked a few of our tweets as well, because there's been a huge amount of outpouring of appreciation for what she has done for the character, right? Yeah, and, and you know, she's, she's a slightly different case in that she got the part, and Dave Filoni's confirmed this, through a fan campaign in a way. You know, she was actively lobbying for this part. Mm. And fans were suggesting it. And that's what got Dave Filoni's attention. Well, there was fan art. Yeah, there was a fan who basically created a concept of her as Ahsoka about, I'd say, maybe about three or four years ago, I think it was. Yeah, it was. But can I just point out, you you forgot to mention the fact that she was, of course, in Men in Black 2. That that was a good role. Um, (laughs) Oh, of course, yes. Because because she came out and said that the puppeteers that work on Baby Yoda, his correct name... um, Mm. (laughs) <laughs> uh, are the same people that worked on Men in Black too. I thought that was kind of an interesting tie-in. Yeah, as well. If ILM do so much kind of puppeteering and stuff, it wouldn't be a surprise that they got their mitts on a variety of different films, let's be honest. Yeah. But yeah, I so, so to your point, I thought she brought really good physicality to the role. I thought she looked like her. She, I, you know, she looked like Ahsoka, which I wasn't sure about going into it. Like the mm. way they did them, the makeup was was like pretty amazing. And and to hear about the detail that they went into in terms of color matching from when they were on the set and on location, it was like really interesting to find out again in that article. So I think I think as as a performer, I don't think she could have given too much more of a better performance in portraying that version of Ahsoka. It's funny you say that, and that's only just occurred to me because seeing her as a soaker, it wasn't jarring for me whatsoever. Mm. Um, and I don't know if it was because I had exposure to that fan concept that was done before and it had done the rounds. So maybe having that familiarization, even though it was fake, really, um, <clears throat> kind of made me slightly more accepting, for want of a better word, of her being soaker potentially. Yeah. And I think and I think another thing which is really interesting that we can talk about here, you and I, is that we knew her first scene because the entire episode had been leaked a few days before it came out. And I'd yeah. got hold of it and we'd shared it and it was pretty much spot on apart from how long the episode was. Yeah, so I think for some uh, people ninety five percent give or take accurate, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. Yes. So I think for a lot of people, you know, where it went straight into Ahsoka, which I think, you know, it was a brave but good decision. We weren't surprised with that, whereas I think some people might have been and had that initial, oh, wow, that's Ahsoka. I didn't get that as much because I knew she was going to be there. What I got yeah. was, what does she look like? What's her, what, what is her movements? Yes. That's what I was kind of more interested in, if that makes sense, yeah. because I knew she was going to be there. Yeah, no, I'd agree with that, yeah. So, and like, It's, it's no, funny no. because, like, I know that her physicality of the character mm. is something that has been a bugbear for certain fans. And, you know, the, 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 the Ahsoka that we've seen in Rebels and, and um, Clone Wars is obviously a younger Ahsoka, uh, 
but it's also animated. So the movement is obviously going to be different to what it is in, dare I say, real life. Um, yeah. Not that Star Wars is real in any, <laughs> any description, but nevertheless, um, her physicality was the kind of question like, oh, and I, this might actually tie into your point of Maya Soka. And that the physicality of it is something that really people struggle with because mm. her fighting style was slightly different. How you know people complain how she held the bloody lightsabers for God's sake. Yeah. And I'm like, that is such a really random nitpick because there are points when she holds them in the the way that fans are used to seeing her fight with the lightsaber. But it's also a, a way of the character's advancement and and kind of growing up because in martial arts you can fight with a sword in a variety of different ways whether you're one-handed two-handed it doesn't make any difference and the two-handed grip on a sword is is kind of interpreted as being from medieval because swords are a lot heavier whereas if you see a ninja with a katana or a samurai it's normally one-handed because they're a bit lighter and the the older the the, the fighter gets they're not going to be as you know we all know when you get older you're not going to be as free moving you're not going to be as um yeah. as loose as you used to be Yes, we know she is one with the force in this, that, and the other, but nevertheless, the fighting style is going to be slightly more measured. Um, she doesn't have to be all singing or dancing, and, you know, it's a, it's a good way for her to fight. Well, that, well that's, that's my take anyway. No, I agree, because the, the, the problem, I suppose, with that for, for people, and, and I agree with you, by the way, is that because the animation was so good, it was almost too quick. It, it wasn't a real fighting style because the way they could animate her to her maneuvers to be quick that, you know, a person couldn't possibly mm. do in real life. Exactly. And so, like, I, I do think when you, you have to be a bit, um, I wouldn't even say forgiving, I'd say sensible on that point, that there is always going to be a difference between, you know, there's a difference between animated Anakin and Hayden Christensen. Absolutely. And, you know, the, the animated Yoda huge difference you know yoda's a weird one because if you take his fight scene in attack of the clones where he rapid, goes up yeah. against count dooku it's all cgi anyway so yoda's mm. a bit of a weird one if you're starting to look at live action if they created live action yoda which they tried to do in phantom menace with a puppet it just didn't work um you know yoda 900 years older not yoda on on um dagobah yeah. doesn't move the way cgi yoda does on Coruscant. Yeah. <laughs> no, obviously, yeah, yeah, exactly. No, it's, I... it's, it's, it's as simple as that to a certain extent. Um, but again, it's the realms of f- physics and what the body can or can't do and how it works. Yeah, so I've, I've got... I, I, I have no problem at all with the way she acted, the character that she was given, what she did. But I am incredibly empathetic to people who say that that's not their Ahsoka. I do get that as well. So let's let's dig into that a little bit. I know you said that's the third part, but we can get to the well, second part in just a they're minute. They're both combined two and three. But yeah, exactly. So so when you mean by that, this is obviously stirred by some things that you, you might have seen online and some reviews and stuff. So what do you mean by that? So so what I mean by that is okay, so let's 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 talk about that the this Ahsoka from the first moment we see her just starts killing people in a big way now what is she killing them for information to find her quest that that doesn't sound like the ahsoka that we've known in all of clone wars or rebels she's not that type of it's a bit like you know when you took luke skywalker and you suddenly said he's not hopeful he's the type of guy that throws away lightsabers Mm. ahsoka is not someone who just looks at someone doesn't give them a chance just kills them and the reason she kills them is to find a certain character at the end for a tiny bit of information. Do, do you see what I mean? Like it, 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 
that's not Ahsoka. So you're kind of thinking that it's not in her character to behave the way that she did in this particular episode. Yeah, and and so there are other there are there are numerous examples of that throughout the episode, in my view. So so for example, let's let's talk about um, we'll, we'll call in the child for the moment. But so when, <laughs> yeah. when when she meets the child, right? So we so, so we know that since Order sixty six, and obviously we've now seen how that ended for her in Clone Wars because of what we saw earlier this summer. Correct. She has then seen um, Ezra and Kanan, the, the the sort of Jedi's, not full Jedi's, but kind of Padawan and Padawan who didn't become a Jedi. Kanan was more of a Jedi than the others. Yeah. Yeah. Do you see what I mean? And here we go. She she's she's got. All this, and we know Ahsoka is an incredibly empathetic, emotional character. She sees the child. She then finds out his thoughts, and she couldn't give less of a damn. She could not give less of a care. There was no empathy there. There was no. Do you know? Do you know what I mean? It, it, from her development, from being the Snips character, mm. all the way to Fulcrum, I would say her heart has always been someone who um, she cares. She cares. Is what I would say. Yeah, there yeah. was nothing of that. This was cold as cold could be. This was factual to business. I've got one thing in my mind, and it's that tiny bit of information that that magistrate has. That that again to me is not a soaker. Do you think it's needs do you, must? Do you see what I mean? The situation though. So if we take. Let's say in the Clone Wars, you know, obviously we saw season seven. Yeah. There were there was a story arc where she goes to the underworld, for want of a better word, of um, Coruscant, where she meets the the two sisters. Yeah, and there are times when she acts, dare I say, it differently, but it's because of the situation that they're in, rather than that's her potential character. Yeah. Do you think it could be something similar to that, or? It just it just seems like too big a leap because even then her mission is to help the younger sister out. Do you see what I mean? Yeah. It becomes to help her out. And and Ahsoka, you know, she then gets back in contact with the Jedi Order after a pretty acrimonious split. And and to be fair, she was quite cold towards um Anakin in that situation. But she was still a caring character who wanted to help Mandalore and the Mandalorians. And there were some touching elements where she reunited with Rex and the troopers. It just, it just, I can, it's like there isn't enough time for this Ahsoka to have developed on any timeline. They just, and if there is, it's like that's a heck of a character development to become someone who kills without warning, doesn't just disarm, just literally kills for killing's sake. And then doesn't care when she meets a Jedi. And the worst thing about this, Alex, is, is that she knows what happens in Order 66. She knows that the child was in the temple and has either seen all of his friends be killed by Anakin. He's either seen that or he's hidden from it because it's happening. Either way, he's been through something that no one else has. Do you think it's because of what she's seen within the child that's caused her to be this way? Because she was burned yeah. by Anakin. Dare yeah. I say it? Oh, she was burnt by the Jedi Council, let's be honest. Yeah. Um, and even though Anakin tried to help her, even at the end of Clone Wars Season 7 that we saw, um, but nevertheless, she was... 
betrayed is probably the wrong word, but mm. you know, she was let down um, by the Jedi. She mm. she may not necessarily feel strongly that she should help something she is no longer or, or doesn't want to be. A, she clearly doesn't want to be a part of the Jedi Order. No, that that I agree. With. But this is a child asking for help, and and then and you know to, to know what he's gone through and to know what she's gone through and to know her character and what she's been. Mm. It just, you know how when Luke throws away the lightsaber in the Last Jedi, and you just say, and you say Luke Skywalker wouldn't do that. He'd he'd say to her, "What's happening? How can I help?" That's Luke Skywalker, right? Yeah. Ahsoka Tano is not. I'm not going to help. And then, and then she compounds it by making a deal with the Mandalorian and instantly reneging on it. When when does she do stuff like that? When does she like make a deal? She she said, "I will train him if you help me." He helps her, and she's like, "No, nah. that is not Ahsoka. Mm, no, it's, I... it's not the Ahsoka we know." And like that's what I'm saying. I I don't gripe at all with the way that Rosario Dawson did it. I just understand that if people are saying, "I've been investing in this character for twelve years now, two thousand yeah, since, was? Yeah, since twelve years." Yeah. We've seen all this development, and the Ahsoka you give us in live action bears very little resemblance character-wise to the one we've seen developing. And it's, I have sympathy with that. I do have sympathy. It's funny because I've I, I liked Ahsoka in a moment. I kind of we was introduced to her in the Clone Wars feature, right? Yeah. Um, and I thought she's slowly become one of my favorite characters i i think she's fantastic in clone wars brilliant in rebels and i really thought she was amazing in mandalorian and i've read her book as well you know and so for me she's she's a fantastic character but Mm. it's funny the first i i didn't think this was or let me let me let me correct myself i it didn't occur to me this was out of her character you know, to right. your to your point about Luke in the Last Jedi, um, that stood out more for me as as just because uh, it just did. Whereas mm-hmm. with with Ahsoka, I kind of rolled with it because of the journey she's kind of been on and through. We know that she's gone, and you know we don't obviously know the, the time frame where this is as of yet, but we have an idea. Um, and dare I say it, she's been brought back from the dead. <laughs> um, no, right. So you know, it's it's one of these things that are resurrected as as the, her Wikipedia pages. Um, but I'm like, maybe that has changed her because obviously we only see her at the end of Rebels, which is a, an equivalent time frame. And her glance, glance with no, that's not the right word. Her experience of death or could have potentially changed her i don't know and for me it didn't it didn't feel like a, a foreign take on ahsoka it just kind of felt necessary for the situation that she was in so maybe that's me just being a bit more forgiving i don't know but it wasn't but i think people are being a lot more forgiving on this than they were on luke do you think that's because luke is held in higher esteem than ahsoka yeah, 100%. By the fan base. Because there's a lot of fans that haven't seen Clone Wars or Rebels. I mean... That's what I was going to say. Yeah. You know, look at look at Mr. Lego himself. He doesn't watch the TV shows. He only seen season one of The Mandalorian because we kind of pressured him into it. <laughs> um, but that's whereas, the point. So for a lot of people, this is this the is, first time they've seen Ahsoka. 
100%. And so for those people, they, they think this is how Ahsoka behaves. Exactly. Well, it, is is it the way that she behaves in the in the situation, or is it because she doesn't? Well, we know we know that because we know her backstory. Yeah, exactly. um, this isn't the Ahsoka that we've become accustomed to. No. But is it the Ahsoka we need to see to get things done? I don't know. I, do you know what? That's what I I don't know. And to be honest, the, the quandary, like you said, is the time element that Dave Filoni's thrown into it this week because mm. I, I I didn't understand why she was wearing. Her the clothing she was wearing, right, wasn't even end of Clone Wars Ahsoka. It was during Clone Wars Ahsoka. Yes. It wasn't it wasn't end of, it wasn't Rebels, it was during Clone Wars Ahsoka. And I was like, that's really interesting. Why have they done that? I know uh, her belt is different, but do you do you take my point? Her the way she's dressed is from a long time ago. And that's a kind of a weird leap. Uh, maybe, but again, it could be a way for them to make people feel familiar because they've seen her for the most part. Let's be honest, her her character has grown the most in Clone Wars because she was in it for six, five, five seasons. Yeah. Um, whereas in Rebels, she was only in it for like two. Yeah. So it was a different way of exposing the character to to the community, but ultimately, it's a way to keep it familiar potentially. Ironically, though, she had white lightsabers. Yeah. Which, again, is from her resurrection from Rebels. And to yeah. your point, the belt buckle, um, which I thought was a blinding detail. I don't know who whoever found that um, did, but whoever did, it's brilliant. The fact that it's the, the World Between Worlds um, porthole. Is that the right word? Porthole? Yeah. It's, yes. Portal. Portal is probably a better one. Portholes what you have on a cruise ship. <laughs> um, <laughs> the the, the the, port, the portal that she goes through, the detailing is exactly the same as that. Um, but then you get the tendrils, uh, tendrils, uh, head, head towels. People are complaining that they're too short. Yeah. And, and again, that's, I know it's practicality of being live action. And I've seen a lot of people argue that, that Shakti within Revenge of the Sith had longer leku and she was still played by a real person but she had two seconds of screen time and didn't really do much so it's very different to having action sequences that are lightsaber fighting star fighting and fighting a mandalorian so from a practical perspective it was probably easier but i'm like well maybe they grow and shrink who knows this is science fiction right but again it's another to your point it's another complaint of people saying it's not my ahsoka and it doesn't make sense yeah but where where does Ahsoka go when she's rescued in Rebels? Because they go through different portholes, like just using that phrase. We don't know that, do we, until the until we see her at the end, which turns out wasn't at the same time as what we thought it was at the time. I, it's funny. I always, I didn't think that part of Rebels was literally a continuation. Because I thought the the drawing of Sabine was a little bit older. Yeah. We know that Lothar was rebuilt, and we can see that. So there's no way it was going to be literally a couple of days later. Yeah. Um, But how far in advance or how far into the future from that point in time, 
that's never been clear. No. And the fact that Dave Filoni piped up the other day saying that not everything runs linear. Yeah. And he, the thing is, he's famous for this. Yeah. Clone Wars, right? The first, I'm going to say the first four seasons for the most part are all out of order. You know, yeah. um, the, the live action movie, which is our first introduction to Clone Wars, is set three episodes after the start of the actual TV show. Yeah. <laughs> you know, so Dave Filoni's gone all, um, what's his face? Who does films out of order? Quentin Tarantino. <laughs> you know, when we watch Pulp Fiction, it's middle, beginning, end. You know, yeah. um, he's done that before, so why would he not do it again? I just, I'll, I'll tell you why. Like, I, it, it hadn't occurred to me that Ahsoka would take nine years to think. Well, let's go find Ezra, and it's longer than that now. Do you see? That's why it never. Like, I, I, I agree with you. Looking back at it with all the architecture mm. and stuff, I do agree with you. But it just, it, it didn't occur to me based on what he did for her and the strength of friendship that the characters in Rebels and on the Ghost had that she would wait that long to set out and find him? Do you well, know what I mean? Well, no, the thing is, she could have been trying to find where he is. Well, I, th- I think she is, judging by what the Mandalorian's doing. But, but at the time, I didn't think that was happening. Well, I suppose you're not going to go looking for somebody if you don't know where they are or if you don't have an idea where to start. So if she's looking for clues and, and you know, as we get to the point where, you know, spoiler, she's off the throne... Um, we know that there's something going on. So maybe she didn't go and get Sabine until she was pretty positive of where he was. Who knows? Again, this is all hypothetical, right? No, no, absolutely. Absolutely. And, but that's, so that's, that's why you can kind of make um, reasons for her changing character. I just, yeah, I, I just, I personally, like I say to you, not, not bothered about the way it was portrayed, the acting at yeah. all. And I get, I get this version of Ahsoka for storyline purposes. Completely get it. I, I do think that if Ryan Johnson rather than Dave Filoni did this, there'd be a huge outpour. I really believe that. I think Filoni gets a break on this compared to what other people would. So, hold on a minute. You're saying Dave Filoni is getting an easy pass. Yep. I... I think, as I said to you, if Ryan Johnson had done this, jeez, can you imagine it? Johnson destroys Ahsoka. That would be the headline. So, do you not think he gets, I don't want to call it an easy pass, because I think that's that's slightly unfair. Um, Do you think it is an easy pass? Because Ahsoka is his character. Um, And Mm. he introduced her with George, um, created her, made her develop and grow whereas ryan johnson took someone else's characters and basically destroyed them or depending on your point of view so do you not think that that gives him the benefit of the doubt to take the character in this way because he thinks that's the way she would go i i I take i take your point i I do see what you're saying and and I, i i agree there is there is definitely a difference but but i think the point still stands that if Dave Filoni hadn't done this, it could have been anyone. Yeah. People, people would be like, "This is absolutely ridiculous," um, because because it is just a different Ahsoka, in my view. Um, and and I I just really want to reiterate the point. I'm not 
saying that this is a bad portrayal of Ahsoka. I'm not saying it's a bad character. I'm just saying if Ahsoka is your favourite Star Wars character and you love everything about her, like you said, you followed her for that and you saw a different version of Ahsoka appear on screen, I get why you'd say, mm, what's happened here? I, I, I personally get it. Yeah, okay. No, I... Because like yeah, even the attachment I mean, like I said, thing, you know, it didn't it didn't stand out to me. Yeah, but even the attachment thing, you know, the idea of her being like, I cannot teach him for attachment. We're talking about the fact she was given as a padawan to Anakin to give him a focus. Her entire Jedi career, there's been attachment. Like the one thing Ahsoka Tano has not had a problem with until yeah, right now but is attachment. She... Well, and arguably she no, but a never... tiny child. She's like no attachment. Like, no, no, but when you, when you, no, 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 when you think about it, right, she's, she's seen, I mean, she says it, right, she's seen what attachment can do to one of the most powerful Jedi. Now, firsthand, she fought him, she put a dent in his helmet, (laughs) we, and then she saw who it was under the helmet, and she made, she's seen what, literally firsthand, how much he clearly cared for both Padme, his Mm. mother, and of course, her. So firsthand is her experience of attachment. So again, we only see. But her upper, her upper point experience of, of attachment is that she's had it throughout and she's turned out all right. Do you see what I mean? Like she's been attached to multiple things and people. Yeah. And she's turned I mean, out. Argue, all right. I mean, but, arguably, but, but she can't the Jedi that, had attachment. But she can't see that in the child. Maybe it's like she's so, only uh, so, yeah, so for example, no. right, Dave Dave on the Dave on the other podcasts, um, you know, obviously my, my controversial theory about the Mandalorian ended up having a little bit of false sensitivity about him. He was saying, ha ha ha, and he literally said, Ha ha ha. Ali, you're wrong because Ahsoka didn't sense it. And I turn around and think, Did you watch the sequel trilogy? Finn? Finn literally was in front of Leia was in front of Ray the whole time. They couldn't tell he was forced mm-hmm. So, So this, this Ahsoka thing is kind of interesting to me, that she's got this sort but, of forced connection with the child, but then can be so cold to it. Whereas someone like Ray, who apparently can learn everything in two days and is the most powerful Jedi, um, didn't see it in Finn the entire time? What? What? Go square Just because you have it. Yeah, but just because you have it doesn't mean you can sense it in other people. There's a, there's a difference, right? Yeah, um, exactly. So, Alex, you agree with me? Ha, 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 Dave. Not, I'm not saying you agree with me about the crazy Mandalorian theory. I'm just saying you agree about the force checking. <laughs> it's a strange one because let, let's, let's, let's take a step back to the whole attachment thing first. Um, I, I get you, um, but I do think this is, but then again, she's not a Jedi, right? So maybe she's she, not. She's a, yeah. Well, so she, she, she doesn't actually say she's not. That's a bit of a weird one as well. Like she gets called out as being a Jedi by the guy from the Terminator. Yeah. She gets called out as being a Jedi by Mando. Yeah. She gets called out as being a Jedi saying that the Mando wants to find more of her. And she doesn't once correct them. To say well, the, only that, thing, the only thing she does say is that the, the Jedi's died out a long time ago. She does say that. There aren't many, there aren't many left, I think is what she said. Yeah. She as well, yeah. 
So she, she, does, didn't, she didn't say anything like there's not many of us left or anything. No, but that's also like this interesting thing. And like, I know it's not true because of what Dave Filoni has kind of come out and said, but I love the fact that the title, the Jedi could have been about the child. The child was a Jedi or a Padawan. No, that's interesting. Yeah, I hadn't thought about it that way. And yeah, I love yeah. that. I thought that's really, really clever. If that, I don't think that's what they meant, but I think that would have been really, really smart. Because then, like, you remember we did that Twitter well, poll. We were all wrong. The Jedi mm, was the child. It's, it's, a, it's a plural meaning, isn't it, when you think yeah. about it? Because there is no plural of Jedi. The plural of Jedi is Jedi, you know. Or Jedi um, knights, you would say. or yeah. Well... Or not in the case of Anakin, um, <laughs> which again I thought was a lovely nod to that. By the way, um, yeah. when Ahsoka said that, I've seen the strongest Jedi Knight, not Master, which is quite interesting. Um, but what was I going with that? Attachment. Yeah. So the whole attachment thing is is an interesting one. Um, I don't know, and the whole connection to the Force is interesting. You know, she she clearly has a bond with the child she can communicate with it through mm. the force mm. as well which i found to be incredibly convenient personally yeah um because like obviously we've seen it luke and leia and that sort of thing before yeah well the difference is is that she's saying that she can communicate to him through the force right yeah but how many other je- you can sense feelings that's kind of been shown that she can sense feelings through the force and yeah. stuff like that but you know I don't know. I felt that was a little bit too convenient that yeah. considering the child had, or Grogu, and let's get to that, considering how much he had closed himself off from the force to detect himself from being found. Mm. It's like, he's, he's another Luke. Luke did yeah. exactly the same. The, the only yeah. thing we which, don't know, which, sorry, the only thing we don't know about the on. child is, is, is how many masters have taught him because, you yeah. know, he's been there his whole life. So he could have had a lot more. I know it sounds ridiculous, he could have had more training than Ahsoka. Well, if he's let's 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 stick with the, the the conversation that he's fifty. Yeah, he's had fifty years of training. Well, that's what I mean. Well, so he's he's had so um, so Anakin joins the Jedi at nine years old, and, and the child is, and the child is there at this point. They're roughly about the same years. They're about fifty years. So you'd have to assume so. Yeah, that's right. So, so he then has the same amount of time Anakin has to train, plus the Clone Wars, until the fall of the Jedi Order. That's a decent chunk of time to pick up some skills. Well, that that explains how we can lift up a a, a beast like he did in in the first yeah. season of of this, and how we can heal, you know, the whole Force healing thing, which explains that very well. And we don't know, because obviously his midichlorians have been harvested, we don't know how strong this kid is with the Force now. Not, so he could be, but we do know how strong Yoda was. So we, we, what we know is this is an incredibly strong Force user who's had a lot of training. Yeah. Which is, which is a really, you know, last week, and I got it wrong, I was talking about him potentially being a clone. To go from, from what we knew last week to what we know about him now is actually a massive leap when you start to think about his Jedi prowess. Potential. Yeah, well, yeah, yeah. potential. Oh, yeah. He's had more it's training than Ezra. He's had more training than Kanan. Yeah. He's had more training than Luke. He's had more training than Ray. Unbelievable. Um, you know. <laughs> Who hasn't had more so, training than Ray? 
Well, Luke, Luke had less training than Ray, so. Uh, no, she learned it all in three days in the Last Jedi. Remember? Yeah, because the gap between the Last Jedi and Rise of Skywalker was three days, wasn't it? So. No, 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 no. You know Luke's training when he's taught her three different things. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. That's what I'm saying. That's where she picked up the majority of her training. Like, what? What is that? <laughs> wow. But let's get back to the Mandalorian. So. Was there anything else about Ahsoka that's in particular X-Dine, you wanted? Just very quickly. Yeah, like, go with it. Go for so it. So a lot of people have obviously said that that's, that's their Ahsoka, and she has been Ahsoka for... Well, she was even Ahsoka this year, so we can say 12 years, um, because obviously Clone Wars came back. Um, and and there are very... You look at her, and you look at Katie Sackhoff being Bo-Katan, and there isn't much... It's kind of difficult to see why she wasn't cast as Ahsoka in many ways, basically. It, it is quite a difficult one. And, you know, if you are a fan... And Ashley Eckstein has done a lot for the for the Star Wars community as well, hasn't she? She's obviously started... Well, out yeah, her, u- her universe and stuff. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, she, she you know, she, she's, she's done her dues. And then when her character comes to live action and we're seeing other people get it, it's a bit sort of... I, I, I can see why if you're an Ashley Eckstein fan as well, you'd be a bit like, hmm... You, you, you've, you've, you've done her a bit of a disservice here, Star Wars. You've done her a bit of a disservice, in my view. I, I, can, I can totally appreciate that argument. I do. And when it was announced it was Rosario Dawson, Dawson, I was a bit like, all right. But I suppose the other counter-argument to that is how much acting has, dare I say, has Ashley Eckstein, like physical acting, not yeah. voice acting, physical acting, has she done? Well, I don't know. Uh, a decent chunk, know. and she was also apparently very, very surprised to find out it had happened. And so, you, you made the point in the last um, podcast that last podcast we were on, sorry, that you thought that they might use her voice the same way they used Ray Park's acting, but the dub- yeah, 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 Dub- uh, dubbed, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Do you know what? I I really don't think that would have been too difficult for them to do that. And that, that would have just been... I think they would have treated her a lot a bit better if they had done that. No, I, I don't mind Rosario Dawson's yeah. voice, but, but she doesn't... I, I think if they were going to do the right thing by by the character, they'd have given her the voice. Otherwise, it's like, why has Maul got two voices and Ahsoka? Yeah, it's, it's a bit of a I mean? weird one. No, I do, yeah. And, you know, if uh, Ashley Eckstein has done a blinded job as Ahsoka for years, right? We all know she that. And for many, yeah, she is, but... You know, if this is your first experience, but again, going back to the whole first experience thing, and there's actually a line, isn't there, where Rosario Dawson says, I like first, they're memorable for good or they're either good or bad, but they're always memorable. Yeah. And it's interesting because this is this is literally a lot of people's first meeting of Ahsoka. So yeah. all they have seen is, you know, their version of Ahsoka is Rosario Dawson, how she is, you know. So in, in the same way, a lot of kids who have seen Clone Wars their first interpretation of Anakin is yeah. what's his face doing his voice um, from Beverly Hills. What's his name? Oh, Matt Lanter. Yeah. Matt, Matt, yeah, Matt Lanter. And, you know, the first voice of Obi-Wan Kenobi is James Arnold Taylor. Yeah. Uh, you know, <clears throat> so it's, I don't know. I, I, it's easy for me to say this because I, I, I found it quite easy to believe who, who she was in the character. But, yeah. I don't you know, find it difficult like, to believe. I don't find it difficult to believe, but I do understand why people think. Oh, absolutely, yeah, yeah. But it's just it's it's us Star Wars fans being 
precious and and the and the gatekeepers of what we think should be what it is based on our own headcanon things that have come before it you know yeah um and it's the same with the whole your 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 bit there about Luke. You know, we we thought Luke would be in a certain way, but the decision was that he was an old fuddy duddy who didn't want to be disturbed. You know, so whether or not we like it or not, that's the direction the character got taken in. And we've spent hours talking about that. But effectively, it is what it is, which yeah, is really is. which is really harsh no, to say really. because we all you know it's the same as Ahsoka. Um, yeah, you're right, but. I don't know. It, maybe it is Star Wars fans being too precious, too picky. Um, I don't know. But within the fandom, it's, it's always been the case. And, and and as a bit of a weird comparison, Harry Potter, you know, yeah. there was when they did the stage show and there was like, oh, what's his face? Um, Daniel, Daniel Radcliffe. Boy, Radcliffe is not. Is he going to be in it? Is he not? It's like, oh my god, who can play Harry Potter? It's like, well, hold on. You know, it's always possible that you can have somebody else. Yeah, well, don't forget they changed the race of Hermione. Hermione in that. Hermione in that one. Well, there you go. You know, and and a lot of people liked the 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 Hermione. Yeah, I went and saw it at the theatre. I thought she did great. So you know, these things often happen, and you know, it just depends how depends how easy you are with change, I suppose. Yeah, I think that's fair. I just there is something in it. That's that's all. And like, I just I just feel like that they're not unfounded gripes. No, absolutely not. And that's the thing. And and like how people feel about the character. Yeah, and I agree. And there have but there have been people who have just been very dismissive of that. And like, I just feel like you know what? People should have the chance to just say it's a bit different. Talking of different, the child. Yes, so for those of you that haven't seen it, why on earth are you listening? But thank you for listening. Um, if you haven't, then we do know that as part of the false connection between Ahsoka and the child, we, we hear the name of Grogu. <laughs> um, and I like it. I think it's a very Star Warsy name. Um, I have no reason to not like it. You know, it's, it's a name. I think I can like... give you a reason. Go on. I think I can give you a reason. And I think this was my number one reason. And it's pathetic. It's a real pathetic reason, but it's my number one. (laughs) It doesn't begin with a Y. No, it's not that. Okay. It's much more vain than that. Oh, dear. You know how I love spirit jerseys? Yeah. Do you want a spirit jersey with Grogu on the back or one with the child on the back? I don't want Grogu on the back of mine. I think it looks horrible. I want the child. Wait, hold on. So your beef with the name is because you don't think it looks good on the back of a spirit jersey. I'm glad you said that so succinctly. Yes, it is. You know you said it was pathetic. Yes. Yeah, you're right. It is, isn't it? That's... But it'll be interesting to see what happens to the child sales afterwards. Because I think you you know, you're you're the biggest Disney follower in the world. They've already changed the child's name on the merchandise going around Disney this year. What was he called? Yes, the bounty. The bounty. Yeah, the bounty. Yeah. So, so you know, the child, the bounty, that's kind of cool. Grogu, you know, like I'm not buying one with some. Okay, what's a really random name in Star Wars? I wouldn't buy one with Yaddle on the back. Zuckus. Do you know what I mean? I'm not buying it, but I'll buy one with the child. They've ruined my spirit jersey, Alex, and I've not been able to go there all year to get one. I've been, <laughs> I've, I've not been allowed to go and get the child, and they've ruined it. Do you know? Do you know? Do you understand do you know the my irony? problem now? 
Do you know what the irony is? You send me all these lovely spirit jersey pictures. This is this is like this is this is real Jedi Council fans. He sends me lovely pictures of spirit jerseys that then we we, we couldn't buy because we couldn't go this year. And now Correct. they've changed the name to something that looks horrible on my back. Which is don't own. Do you see what I mean? And I'm never gonna so, own So just just to put this into context for our listeners. Yes. If you've never been, if you've never been to <laughs> Disney World, Disneyland, Disneyland Paris, or any Disney park, or shopped at a Disney store, whatever, you can buy something that's called a spirit jersey, which is like a it's a long sleeve t shirt, basically. That's in it's it's ridiculously comfortable. I own about I own the about most 10. comfortable. Um, and you can buy it with Walt Disney World on the back. You can buy it with Hoff, Tatooine. You know, I've got a Christmas one, for example, and you know, so there's a, there's a whole collection of these things and. To be last year, there was one that was green, and it had Baby Yoda on the front, and mm-hmm. it had it had Mandalorian at the back. But what turned me off wasn't what was on it; it was the fact that it was green. Mm. Um, I, I don't do I don't do green. I really don't. Um, Did that come out after we'd been to Galaxy's Edge? Yes. Yeah, because we, we obviously we obviously went in November. Yeah, yeah, Star Wars one, didn't you? Right, but then I did pay. Yeah, for that's it. right. The the grey one. Yeah, yeah. yeah I did pay Whereas for it. now you can buy one that says the bounty on the back of it. Don't like it. I don't want. I don't want one that says the bounty on the back. In the same way that I didn't want one that says the child. <laughs> oh. Nor do I want one that says Baby Yoda. I want to know who they are. So for me, the fact they've called it Grogu is is nice because they've given him a name. Right. No, you don't have any if... Anakin on the back or Obi Wan. No, you don't. You have ones with Star Wars on the back. Yeah, but that's because I like the brand. Yeah. So it's, but I, I haven't bought one that says the Mandalorian on the back either because I, I didn't like it. Yeah. But, but in all seriousness, right, I do think giving him a backstory the way that they have, and like we, we sort of discussed it a minute ago in all seriousness, and, you know, he, the, a, lot of, a lot of the thing about the cuteness of that character was that he was such a mystery. Where did he come from? What was happening? And I kind of feel like it's a lackluster thing that's happened he's now grogu the small thing who's gonna go onto a temple and be bound by a jedi like i I don't know i just i just don't feel like he carries the same sort of um uh mystery around him anymore which is which is why they spent so long to give him the name (laughs) because they wanted that mystery there is no there is no mystery now no it's gone so a bit Um, of the magic's gone with that for me But again, they had to do it. Let's compare. Yeah, they had to. I mean, look at Snoke. Uh, Everybody wanted to know more about Snoke. What that was? (laughs) Well, this is not on par with that, thankfully. Um, (laughs) But then again, I, I, but the thing is, it then raises more questions. Yes, we were told that Ahsoka read his mind. Well, false connection, whatever, whatever you want to call it. He was in the Jedi Temple. Yes, he hid and was hidden, and I'm like. How I want to now know where was he? How did he hide? Yeah, you know. So <laughs> for me, it's it's like it answers one question, but then raises a hell of a lot more. Yeah. And I don't know if they'll go into it. They probably won't. But mm, I think they will. I think you've got a theory on this, which I think is going to be pretty accurate. What? About the child being in Jedi Council at the time of Order 66? Uh, I'm talking Bad Batch. Oh, 
Right, okay. Yeah, I so... think I think that that makes a lot of sense for so... where to, to have them introduced the way they were in the Clone Wars, mm. so their period, yeah, yeah. where they are, oh, yeah, yeah. To, to know that there is a new series coming out soon, confirmed. Mm. Mm. My, my, the thing about Star Wars in recent times, right, is, is that, you know how we create, me in particular, create lots of crazy theories, right, all the time? Yeah, you, your head cannon is bananas, mate, yeah. But what often happens is, is the most obvious, boring and plain solution to the problem. So, so we're now moving into our third topic of conversation. Um, but before we move into the theories, thumbs up or thumbs down for the name Grogu? It's like you said with Ahsoka, I've got to live with it, but my spirit jersey is ruined. <laughs> so you're kind of thumb in the middle. I, I think it's a rubbish name, but it's just because I don't want Grogu on the back. Like, if he called it something, I don't know, it could have been interesting. Just, oh, I, don't, I just don't want Grogu on the back of my spirit jersey, Alex. I found it very distressing at the time, and I find it distressing <laughs> now. And my voice is quivering a bit, because I don't, I don't like it. Okay, well, I, I, I like it. It's, it's, a up. it's, it's a thumbs Baby up for me, so I like it. So, I mean, to be fair, I can't... I mean, the Mandalorian was struggling to call him Grogu in the episode, so I still think he's going to call him Kid anyway. Yeah. So anyway, theories. Can I ask so, you one more thing about him? So it is a theory as well, but it's around the child. Okay. 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 It's a good segue. Yeah. Okay. So this, this, uh, you know, I'll just hit you with something you didn't expect. Absolutely. Yeah. Are you ready to sit down here? Uh, thankfully, I'm sitting down. Do I need okay. to lie down? I am going to read you a passage from Star Wars: The Last Jedi Visual, visual Dictionary. Okay. Yeah. Ready? Go on then. Force sensitive and highly attuned to the dark side, but not a Sith, Snoke has trained Kylo Ren and at least one other apprentice. That kid's dark. That's the only thing I took from that was that the fact that um, Ahsoka was saying that his mind is clouded by dark. We've seen him. That He's got a lot of dark side in him. Can you imagine if Baby Yoda... Is that apprentice? <laughs> so, someone was it? Because I, you know, I, before this, I was prepared to go out there and say Moff Gideon. I was prepared to do that because I think I said before that there was, you know, his experiments. I thought it might be leading to Palpatine. As soon as I saw that, I thought, oh, I've got the Palpatine thing wrong. It's Moff, Moff Gideon wants to be Snoke's apprentice, which would make a lot more sense because he's creating Snoke. And the transfusion is the way for him to get the powers to become the apprentice. But now I've seen this kid in the dark side. And the thing is, it has to end badly for the kid in some way. It has to. I'm calling the child. Sorry. It has to end badly for him because we know that Snoke becomes a thing and the Emperor um the Emperor comes back to life. And everything points to it being Baby Yoda is the key to that. So we know this ends badly for him. Mm. How badly? So, <laughs> right. So there's, there's a couple of things in there. Um, the visual, right. No, no, no. The visual diction, the visual guide, the visual diction, whatever we're calling it, um, was obviously written before the rise of Skywalker. Yes. So, and it was, and I, I reckon that effectively that that concept of Snoke training another is probably out the window because we know that it was actually Palpatine. So I, I'm, I take that with a pinch of salt because A, it was never in the movie. So is it still canon? I, I would say, A, I would say it is. And B, they have 
drawn heavily, as you always point out, from EU and expanded stories. They do. Yeah, that's right. So I, I can, I can, I'm, I'm wildly speculating here, and it could be complete nonsense. But I, yeah, but I must admit, I, I, I yeah, nah, that, 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 that's. Yeah, that's that's a bit way out there. That's too out there for me. Um, would it be interesting to see a dark side Grogu? Yeah, you know, there's there's the episode in Working the Lost Kylo Missions ben against Luke, which turned Luke to cut himself off with the Force. Mm. Or he's still alive after Palpatine's, mm. you know. But you no, know, I, I think let, let's look back at the Clone Wars in the, the Lost Missions. Right, we see dark side Yoda, so. That's a bit of a scary thing to see um, yeah. because it is in a dark side. Whereas if this is an actual dark side Grogu, that could be quite interesting. However, you know what my theory is on this. Yeah. Um, I genuinely think that at the end of The Mandalorian, whether that be season two or season three, depending how many seasons we get, at the end of it, Baby Yoda wouldn't be no longer... I, I think, and I have a feeling, that he will no longer be with us. It's he very hard to kill, though, Alex. He will, he will be he will be one with the Force. But everyone everyone either survives or is a Force ghost in Star Wars these days. Then then he will become a no Force ghost. He will become a Force ghost. I, I genuinely don't think he makes it because I mean it's easy for me to say this because there's so many questions around where are the other Jedi? Like we know where was Kanan, and that gets explained in a comic book that where he is at the end of Order sixty six and stuff. But you then start looking at there's another Jedi that survived the purge. I mean, yeah. come on, that's very convenient. There's no back, and again, it goes back to the backstory thing. Do we want a backstory? Do we not? Who knows? And I'm just like, he, I, for for me, to make the sequel trilogy, dare I say, it slightly more impactful. Yeah. If they're going along the path that the midi chlorians within Grogu were used to make the to make Snoke and to make Palpatine survive. Mm. they need to drain him for all of his worth unless the idea is to keep him alive so they can drain more which clearly is the case yeah. but I'm like something has to happen to him um, for me anyway this is my theory to make it work in the realm of the sequel trilogy personally but what happens if he was Snoke's apprentice and willingly gives the blood well then that's incredibly freaky and different but <clears throat> If that is the case and he was Snoke's apprentice, where is he in the sequel trilogy? It's the same thing with where where was you know, where was Ahsoka? That took ages to work out. They'd where was Ahsoka in the original trilogy? That's yeah. what I mean. You know, they'll they'll find a way. If they if look, it's it's very, very unlikely. It's very, very niche. But mm, I I can build a kind of narrative around it. Eh. It's not the weirdest theory, but it's definitely a weird one for me. It's anyway, definitely. And, you know, definitely. So, what other theories are we going with? Okay, can we talk about that? You just made a really valid point then about Order sixty six, right? How many people survived this, and 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 is this event not as terrible? And how many Jedi were actually out there? Because like it, it's getting to the stage where there might have been ten of them. And well, and we they, know that there were. Thousands of Jedi are spread out across the galaxy because yeah. of the Clone Wars, right? So we know they were sparse. You know, yeah. it's not like they were all literally in a Jedi temple waiting to be killed, right? But, but yeah, I agree. This is just another Jedi, you know. Yeah. But we for I remember when, when they introduced. Two. See, that's the thing. In, you know, in Empire Strikes Back, we were introduced to Yoda, and he was the second one after Obi Wan, 
And Luke was said to be the last hope. Oh no, there is another. It was like, okay, it's later. Yeah. But then you'll start. Then you start. Thinking, oh no, is it's there, there is another. There, no, but you say, oh no, there is another. Okay, who have we got? We've got Kanan. No, have you not Ezra. heard that? Oh, yeah. I, I'm being serious. Have you not heard that? People are saying that that oh no was Baby Yoda. What, as in when Yoda said, I oh, know there is another? Yeah. If the bad oh, batch sneaks him away or whatever, then they know he's out there. I no, mean, I don't believe that are. for a second. I don't believe that for a second, but I've seen people say it. <laughs> I was like, what? My days. No, it's Leia. We all know it's Leia. I think even George Lucas has said it's Leia. But that's, um, which is easy. Yeah. With, with the more Jedi you create, you you... No, I mean, you, arguably, it's right. There is another. We just don't know which other they meant. Yeah, exactly. But but we know who it was. That's what I mean. It's just like you can't. To me, I think it would be really disappointing if they bring another Jedi into this. That at, at the end of this series, I think that'll be see rubbish on so many levels. See, that's. A, I don't think they will. So, like, obviously, we know that Ahsoka tells them to go to Tython. And I'm like, and I'm going to get to Tython in a minute. Yeah. Um, but that for me, and I'm like, okay, cool. They're going to go to the home of the Jedi. All right, we're going to get into it now. So for those of you that aren't aware, Tython was mentioned in the Old Republic video game. And it is also one of the Dark Horse comics called Dawn of the Jedi, which is effectively how the Jedi came about, how it used to be spelled, J-E-D-A-I-I. Um, and Tython was the home and the beginning of where full sensitive beings were, etc., etc. If you haven't read the dark comic series, check it out. It's brilliant. I've got all yeah. of them. It's fantastic. Yeah. I, so just, just to compliment you on that, I, I hadn't read them and I've gone and searched out on YouTube. Fascinating. The backstory of eight different spaceships, searching people out to come to one planet to learn it. Mm-hmm. Really interesting. Like unbelievably. And two moons, dark and light. <sighs> above it. I, I, I mean, yeah, and there's there's a there's a, a place where they go to prison and this, that, and the other. So there's a whole true. wicked story. So check it out. But I genuinely don't think we're going to see Tyson at all. I don't think they make it because clearly there's a tracker. Yeah, we know that Gideon is after Mando the child, and effectively, I genuinely think in the next episode it's going to be. Maybe even a chase sequence for one of a better word. They go after him. He kidnaps Baby Yoda. The last two episodes are him hooking up with Cara Dune, Grief Karga, uh, and then maybe even Ahsoka again, or even Bo Katan to all come together to fight Gideon, well, Moff Gideon at the end of season two. Yeah, that's the way I think. I don't think we'll make it to Titan, and I don't think we'll see another Jedi, maybe other Ahsoka coming back for a little bit, and that's about it. So, so I, I, on the last episode, said that I thought it was obviously going that way because Gideon was the big bad and Mandalorian was the big good in this, and that's just Star mm-hmm. Wars how it goes. And they were going to face. Obviously, we now know the weapon that that they're going to be fighting with as well. Um, but, but even before the second season began, I kept from the second we watched that trailer and they said they were searching out the Jedi. And we haven't seen like the armor, so I'm sure the armor is going to feature somewhere in this series somehow. It just seems weird not to have her back for a little bit. But um, I, I just, 
couldn't see how it does not lead to Luke Skywalker in in some way or form. And, I, you know, and the possibility, I mean, you, your headcanon must be going mental with the idea of Ahsoka sitting there telling Luke Skywalker about his dad during the, her, during the Clone Wars. Like, can you not imagine really. that scene? No. Talking about that. I, I just, I think it's going to, I think, it, I think, I think they did such a bad job with Luke Skywalker in the sequel. There's been all these rumors about this reset. I think this reset's happening through the Mandalorian and we're going to see Luke Skywalker, the one that we thought we were going to see in the sequels. So I can, I can see that. I don't think it will happen. I genuinely think this will be the introduction to the Rebels live TV show because we know Thrawn gets mentioned. Um, and we know Ahsoka's in it. We've seen yeah. more Mandalorians. There's the Black Saber. It's yeah. components of the, of Rebels, Clone Wars, whatever. Now, I don't think it'll be called Rebels TV show, obviously. I think Mandalorian Season 3 will continue part of it, but then we'll get a spin-off for probably an Ahsoka TV show. But effectively, Season 3 will be going after Thrawn because the way that I see Season 2 wrapping up, Gideon will fail. Thrawn is his master. Again, that interesting turn of phrase. Um, Thrawn is his master. We see Thrawn at the end of season two. Thrawn is the big bad of season three. And then at the end of season three, I mean, I don't know where that's going to go, but it could even wrap up at the end of season I, three. Who knows? You say that, but I don't see a way that Gideon doesn't survive because of the cloning. Well, ironically, there was an interview with the guy that plays Moff Gideon. Um, Esposito, Giancarlo Esposito. Or... Thank you. Yeah. There was an interview with him where he says, there's more of me next season. Right. So I don't think he will die at the end of season two. I think he will foul, run his tail between his legs back to his master, which would be Thrawn. Right. Then in season three, we have more of Moff Gideon and Thrawn as a duo. Right. That's yeah, my I, I, can, I can see that. Yeah, prediction. That, yeah, I can see that. I can see that, but but yeah, no, I can see that. And then obviously we saw on the um, on the droid the Seventh Fleet, which was a really cool spot by people. So the Seventh yeah, Fleet, I, I, again, again, yeah, going been... back to the people that spot these things, like the belt on Ahsoka and the Seventh Fleet symbol on. I'm like, how do you guys see this? Like I said to you that yeah. I watched it on my TV first first time round. Second time around, I watched on my iPad and I cranked up the contrast and the resolution to make it brighter. And there's still stuff that I didn't see, so that's fantastic. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's. Yeah, it's interesting. Did you see? Did you see? Again, just talking about the magistrate, and again, I don't know where this potentially could go. Did you see the thing that got leaked about her? What bit? Being one, she was one of the last survivors of Dathomir. I I didn't see that. Right. So. The person who did her head makeup, right, put a picture on Instagram of her. There's a little symbol at the top of her head where her hairline is, and it indicates that she is from Dathomir, <laughs> right? Which, right. and in, in the Instagram post, it says, what, hashtag survivor of Dathomir. Right. The Instagram post has now been deleted, which is a bit strange. Now, they only do that if something is either leaked, accurate, or both. Because <laughs> um, we don't know if she's dead, do we? No, we don't know what happened to her at the end. See, that's the thing. And it would also potentially give us an idea of how she could 
comfortably battle Ahsoka. If she's been trained by a night witch, a, death, uh, a night sister, um, right. she may not be one. She may not be strong in magics, but she could have been trained. But wasn't maybe wasn't her strong, background? Maybe she's a f- that that she was building the ships for the Empire because they destroyed her planet. Which again, she's a, one of the survivors of Dathomir. Right. Okay. So, if, so you're suggesting Dathomir wanna... was destroyed by the. Sounds like it. Past. Yeah. Okay. That, that, yeah. I I hadn't because it's that strong in dark energy. Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah. Good so, point. you know, again, that's, that, I mean, could it be relative? Maybe, maybe not. Yeah. But it's still an interesting twist, and obviously, we don't know if this is true. It's not been confirmed or anything. But if that is the case. That's a really interesting twist that Thrawn is the master of one of the survivors of Dathomir. It's like, hold on. This is taking us into a whole new direction that I didn't even expect. Yeah. Do you know, sorry, I'm, I'm just, I'm literally just thinking through my thoughts here. So I might be getting my timelines all wrong here, right? And all kinds of stuff. So, so Ahsoka is now going to find Ezra, or Thrawn at least, and then hope to find Ezra. Is that right? But we don't know. Yeah. And this is five years after the Empire's fallen. Yeah. And so she has to go and find him. But then where the heck, if if she finds Ezra, and there's no reason to say that he's not dead, by the way. Okay. Mm-hmm. Where were yeah. they both during the sequel trilogy? Exactly. That's really weird. Because now, sorry, because now we know Ahsoka the White survives that mm-hmm. unknown unspecified time period yeah it that kind of muddies that a bit we'll find out i'm sure but it's kind of interesting to think about that I, yeah it's not muddied it's just there's a whole lot of dots that need joining and nobody has got any idea how they're going to get joined i don't even think dave alone probably. No, probably not no <laughs> but so saying... yeah it's it's an interesting one because we know time frame this, that, and the other. The end of, uh, you know, the other day when we were talking, we would get to that scene at the end, the Rebels. Yeah. Hera, Hera's kid looks about five. So that's, he was born zero AB. So therefore it's this, five years later. There's so much going on that could be something. Yeah. I just can't, I just can't wait for Friday morning. Yeah. To see where it goes. Is I mean, they, they have a lot of... Uh... They've got a lot of loose ends out there, haven't they? For three episodes, is it, there's always there is always loose ends in Star Wars. Yes, true. but the loose ends what gives us more content. That's true. That is very very true. Are you are you? Well, you're probably not surprised, but you know, on previous co- podcasts and previous years, we've sort of said it might be a good idea to like hit up the new the High Republic era and avoid this. But every indication is is they're going to double down on this period of time, aren't they? <laughs> It's. It seems as though the High Republic is going to be literature, whether yeah. that be book, comic, and then everything else is going to be TV, which will be where we are now, Bad Batch TV show, you know, things like that. Yeah, but they are properly doubling down on this period between episodes six and seven. No, yes. They are, yeah. That, I mean, the thing is, there's a whole, there's what, 40 years, 30 years? Yeah, oh, that's a lot of yeah. stuff that's a lot of stuff they can play around with 
mm. rightly or wrongly, but it's it's a time and an era when you think about it that Dave Filoni's incredibly probably au fait with as well because yeah. he created Clone Wars, he created Rebels with the Master. So he's got an idea, probably, this is made me making a wild assumption here, I'm going to assume Dave Filoni and George Lucas had a bit of a chat of what George wanted to do as part of 9, 10, and 11, uh, 7, 8, and 9. So therefore, he's got an idea, and if he can try and make it work and connect the dots to save, in inverting commas, the sequel trilogy, why would he not want to do that? Yeah. So Ben Solo is born 5ABY. That's where we're at right now, isn't it? Yeah. So somewhere in the galaxy, Han and Leia have just had child. Correct, yes. Okay, so there's, there is, so, and he dies 35 ABY, and then the First Order is four or five years before that. We don't know, maybe even two or three. So you're, so there is this, like, good 25-year period, like you say, to be explored. Yeah, and it's why not do it through TV? This is it's really interesting. But isn't it really weird to think that in the world that we're watching right now, that Han and Leia have just had a kid? I hadn't really thought of that until I just looked at that. No, 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 that's a very good point, actually. Because I, I just hadn't made that connection. I find that really, really weird. <laughs> I, I don't know why. And, just... <laughs> and also lurking in the background is Palpatine somewhere. Yeah. Yeah, he's lurking in the background. He's... So when does... Sorry, I literally have Wikipedia up, so I, I am going for it there. I'm trying to work out at what age he turns and burns down the Jedi Academy. How old he was? He was like well, that. Well, well, that wasn't. That's not been established, has it? So he he meets Snoke, and that's explored in the comic series of is it the birth of Kylo Ren? I think the series is. Yeah. So, <clears throat> and when you think of the flashback, he's not he's not a kid. He's in yeah. his twenties. Yeah. So according to Wikipedia, he starts his training in fifteen ABY. So he's ten. Ten. Yeah. Same age as Luke. No, same age as Anakin. Yeah. Wow. So he, he's got a lot of work to do, hasn't he? <laughs> Not too long a period. Again, these are wild speculations that we're making here. Uh, I'm, that's I'm the whole point to, of that first segment. Off of the Mandalorian, I realised, but I just, I just, I just hadn't quite. I knew it, but I hadn't really. Yeah. It, if that makes sense. No, I totally agree, mate. Yeah, absolutely. Um, other other wild suggestions. You know what? I, I've still got the same ones before, um, but previously as to as to what might happen with regard to, I, I, I think that this this testing is going to be interesting. That the obviously the the dark trooper thing that's got to happen somewhere. Like you said, maybe next episode that'll be interesting to find out yeah. if it's a robot or if there's a person inside it. That'll be interesting to find out. I'm, I'm looking forward to I'm looking forward to the Mandalorian going toe to toe with um, Gideon with the Beskar spear. Yeah, that'll be fun because that's gonna dare I say scare Gideon because he's gonna think I've got a lightsaber, I can cut through anything. The Mando knows. Uh-uh, don't think so, mate. You ain't even getting through my armor. So they're gonna kick off, and I think that's gonna rattle Gideon. Right. And that's going to be a brilliant showdown. I think it will be. I think, uh, yeah. I just and then Bo-Katan will take it. Yeah, like Ahsoka could be a one and done, and I and I know she could be, but everything about the Mandalorian just suggests it comes to an epic climax with all his fellow 
people that he's collected on the way. It's almost like, you know, like a computer game. We said that at season one. We said that at the end of season one, didn't we? Yeah. So like, you know, he goes back. Sorry, go on. I was going to say, no, at the end of season one, he goes back, he creates his crew, IG-11, um, Cara Dune, Grief Cargra. I have spoken, who's, uh, whose name I've completely forgot. Um, armor. You know, the armor, right? He's got his posse. He goes back, takes down the bad guys. It's kind of like that for the end of season two. It will be Bo-Katan. It will be Ahsoka, because they obviously know each other anyway. Um, it will then be... Cara Dune and, Gr- and Grief Cargo again. I think that will be his posse to go after Gideon, Moff Gideon. Mm. Yeah, but yeah, mm, just interesting. Really what, interesting. Yeah, exactly. Any other wild speculation? I don't, and I and you know what? Because it's just been you on me on this podcast. I don't have a final thought either. I think I've said all my thoughts, and uh, yeah. We argued less than I expected, to be honest. Do you know what my final thought is? I'd like to hear it. Bring on Friday. Mm. And the only worry about bringing on Friday is that once Friday's done, there's only two more episodes. I know, crazy, right? Man, season two is running out of time. And Um, then we've got a huge gap with nothing filmed. Then comes the Marvel series, but that's a different podcast. Yeah. (laughs) But like for Star Wars, because obviously because of um, COVID, there's a gap now, isn't there? Like they 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 filmed this season two while they would season one was coming out. I mean that's it. I mean even even the High Republic has been delayed. Yeah. So that's going to be the that's going to be the first new content of 2021 at some point. Yeah. Oh, that's kind of depressed me now. Yeah. Well, let's enjoy the next few episodes for what they are then. That's a good point. I'm sure I'll find something wrong with them. I look forward to your contrary thoughts, as always. Would you say look forward? Uh, times. <laughs> okay, I'm, I'm done. And with that being said, we are the Jedi Council. Thank you very much for listening to us, guys. Um, listening to Ali and I ramble on for the last hour and an hour and 20, give or take ish um uh talking about mandalorian chapter 13 the jedi if you want to reach out to us we are on social media as you would expect uh follow us on twitter at the jedi underscore council we are on instagram we are at the jedi underscore council underscore tjc we are on facebook find us follow us friend us at tjc underscore the jedi underscore council if you want to look at our website why not with www.the-jedi-council.com uh we're also on youtube so go to YouTube, type in the uh, the Jedi Council. You will find us. Uh, latest video is me doing a review of a pair of Star Wars Adidas trainers, which is pretty cool. Um, and then if you want to listen to our back catalogue, you can find us on SoundCloud. You can find us on iOS. You can find us on the Spotify. You can find us on Amazon Music as well. Anywhere you get your podcast, you will probably find us as well. And with that, we are off. May the force be with you. The force will be with you.